It's Dragonbane, the English language version of Draca Octimona, run by Magnus Sita. Just to say hello from the Effect Podcast and introduce our guest GM, the marvellous Magnus Sita, who you will have heard on previous episodes of our podcast and uh, who has written for many games. We were briefly just filling him in. Being, back in the 80s, he was writing for Cyberpunk 2020 and he's writing an adventure for this very release of... Um, of Dracar Octimona of Dragon's Bane. And Magnus, um, do you think you've written for every single edition of Dragon's Bane? Hey, I've written for every single publisher of uh, Dragon Bane. Uh, <laughs> so that that is uh, 30 years of uh, writing for this game. Uh, different uh, rules iterations, of course. Uh, so, so, uh, but. I'm not. I'm not the most prolific uh, contributor to the game, but I've I've managed to to put some work in for for each and every one of the publishers, and and some that will be uh, adapted to this uh, version, either by Free League, but more probably uh, using the third party license uh, uh, license, basically. Yeah, nice. So I'm looking really. I'm really looking forward to to the release of this. Brilliant. Yeah, Brilliant. Well, we're, uh, we're really looking forward to running or well, playing the game that you've uh, you've so kindly offered to uh, uh, to run for us tonight. Thank you so much for doing that, Magnus. That's great. Um, yep. We we talked just before we came on air that you know, we're going to say a little bit about the rules. So um, yep. unless you've got something else you wanted to say, Matt, uh, we'll keep. Uh, well, I was going to say on. that we are running through the quick start adventure that you can download from the Kickstarter site, and so. Beware spoilers, I guess. If oh, you're yes. planning on yeah. playing that, then you might want to not watch the show. But if you do watch the show, please like and subscribe. Yeah. Or if you don't watch the show, like and subscribe anyway. Yeah, be you before you stop watching the show, like and subscribe <laughs> anyway. Yes, uh, the game Dragonbane uh, is, as yeah, everyone here knows, and probably those who watch, who are watching as well, know that this is the first uh, English translation of the game Drakkar och Demoner, which is the classic Swedish fantasy role-playing game uh, based on basic role-playing. Uh, so that that means that it's a skill-based system. Uh, you roll uh, low uh, with a die. It used to be a D100, now it's a D20. Well, it used to be D100, then it turned into D20 rather quick. And uh, this is where the Free League has uh, put down the foot and said, we're also using the D20. Uh, so that's what you roll, a D20. The camera is, there it is, the, the, the classic D20. Uh, the big difference between this and Dungeons & Dragons when it comes to resolution uh, rolls is that you should roll low for skill resolution and for attacks. So if you roll a one, you roll uh, what is called a dragon, uh, which is a perfect uh, roll in old parlance. And if you roll a 20, uh, you roll a, 
uh, demon, which is uh, uh, an especially uh, dramatic failure. Uh, and you, uh, in true free league style, you roll below your skill value, and that's it. They don't, at least in the quick start game, they don't have uh, modifiers. Uh, what I can assign you is you can either get a boon or a bane. So a boon means you roll two d20 and choose the uh, the the best one for you. And if you have a bane, you roll do two d20 and you choose the one that's the worst result for you. Uh, Matt, yep, that's me. I'm getting some some uh, double. Uh, I'm, I'm hearing myself twice. Ah, I know what's happening here. Actually, I haven't got my headphones on. Okay, yes. that's coming off my mic. I imagine. So, Give so me a this moment. Is, this, this is the five years of professionalism and experience that Matthew and I have got <laughs> in podcasting and, and streaming, shining oh, through right now. Well done, Matt. Well, but well, yeah. It's got this raw energy, and, and, and uh, <laughs> that's very generous of you, Magnus. <laughs> there we go. That should cure your echo, Magnus. It's got that raw Thank sewage you. feel. That's what it's <laughs> So basically, that that's what this is. You you have the basic uh, stats. You have uh, let's see now. strength, uh, agility. Uh, let me see if I can bring up someone. Uh, strength, constitution, agility, intelligence, willpower, and charisma. Oh, yes. Thank you, Thomas. No, Paul, was it? Thank you. And sometimes I might ask you to roll below one of your uh, stats. But most often it's, it's a skill. Uh, you pick a skill that you want to use and you roll below that to, to succeed. And uh, as is the uh, style of free league, they they uh, say that uh, roll you roll when something is at stake. <laughs> so not a, not a lot of uh, just rolls for the sake of it, but roll when something is happening uh, and resolve that. So uh, uh, that's something to think about. With that said, one of the classic things with Drakarok the Mourner is the spot hidden skill. Yeah. It, it, it is quite central <laughs> to <laughs> uh, detecting things and avoiding traps and, and things like that. So that's something that, that your characters would be doing quite often rolling for spot hidden. Ah. Uh, don't forget that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Somebody okay. else go first then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's a difference from, from the uh a little bit of a difference from from uh, for example the the um, song which is called uh, Forbidden Lands, uh where mm -hmm. you, you you say what you're looking for and you find it basically. Yeah. Uh they don't want you to roll for, for spot hidden, but in, in uh Drocker de Mourner and Call of Cthulhu, which uh, which is also a basic role-playing derived uh, game, uh, Spot Hidden uh, has sort of like a elevated uh, status among the among the skills. A bit too 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 useful, I think. Uh, so we'll see where, where that lands. If you uh, succeed in your your uh, skill roll or your attack roll which is below a skill you deal damage unless someone parries 
another important thing here is that uh, it, the action economy is in this version is very much slimmed down. So you have a move and an action. And if you have used your action to attack, you cannot parry or dodge. So if you want to dodge or parry, you have to save your, your action. You can't translate your move into an action if you don't move. No. No, okay. But you can, uh, you can divide your move into move a bit, then do your action, and then move a bit again. Right, yeah. Uh, so it's that's standard. I think that's the same in 5e, for example, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, so, so, Jack, so um, uh, I, I've got to interrupt you here, and I'm tr not trying to be a, a, a rules lawyer, but I have got a, a talent um, ability, I don't know what we call our, uh, our things, called Protector. Yes. And it says, uh, if you and one other one or more other player characters are in melee combat against the same enemy, and the enemy tries to attack one of the others, you can activate this ability to force the enemy to attack you. Using this ability can be done out of turn and does not count as an action. Yes, then it will not count as an action. It will cost right. you three willpower. But if I then parry, that will be my action gone. Yes. yes. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Uh, I used that to great effect uh, this Sunday when I played Makanda. Uh, so it's a good <laughs> thing. Uh, also, uh, let's see now, you have... Uh, for example, uh, Macander has uh, 14 willpower points. This is a, yeah. a quite short adventure, so don't hoard your willpower points tonight. Right. right. Uh, <clears throat> and it's also quite simple, to easy to uh, to recoup the, the, the willpower points. So so don't sit there and think, mm, I have to save these for later. <laughs> Maybe save four or five for the end, but, but feel free to just use and activate and use your uh kin talent uh and your uh, uh what it's called uh, uh profession talent yeah uh so so, so don't, don't don't hoard those uh those things um if you i know that that dave and matt have played uh and also muhammad have played uh coriolis uh, and uh, so uh, maybe Paul and Thomas has done as well. Yeah, you mentioned Alien, Thomas. So in those games, uh, damage goes uh, is deducted from the the base, so from the statistics. But here we have hit points, which is a straight hit point. If if you get damaged, your hit points are reduced to no ill effect for the skill rolls. So this mm -hmm. is not the spiraling thing. <clears throat> That, that uh, the zero uh, games have this. This is more like if you have hit points, you are all right. Cool. But if uh, this is new for for this edition of the game, if you want to press push, is what you call it. You call it push. If you want to push mm -hmm. a roll, you may do so. But that will cost you a condition. And if you look up beneath the stats, you will mm -hmm. see that there are there is one condition for each stat. And yeah. if I, for example, say that I want to uh, I want to hit uh, Matthew, uh, the Matthew's character exactly, 
Thank you. If I want to have hit Matthew's character in the head and I miss, I can say, well, but I will press, push, is what you call it. Press is what we call it in, in Swedish. Uh, <laughs> push. Uh, then I can do so, and I will mark, I will choose one of the conditions and mark Okay, it, it doesn't have to be for the, the no. skill, the... Exactly. The, no, yeah, actually, so your skill was related to exactly right. So right. even if you use a charisma-based skill, you don't have to have uh, you don't have to take the condition for charisma, but you should choose something that is uh, thematically correct. Yeah. So if you fail a charisma role, uh, unless you have a very spectacular explanation, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't put <laughs> the condition on strength, for example, yeah. and if for every condition that you take, you cannot press push. <laughs> push. You can say press if you like, Magnus. It's fine. <laughs> I think I will. I will keep doing press and push. Um, then you can't push that uh, skills based on that stat. So if okay. you have a condition for charisma, you cannot push charisma based skills. It's yeah. quite simple, actually. It's, it's, it sounds yeah. more difficult when I explain it. But the thing is, this is the... Um, uh, I'm not familiar with Alien, but I think that Alien has some, some sort of uh, condition-based thing as well. So this is some sort of de development of, of, of the thinking they have. Alien in, doesn't uh, have yeah. conditions, but Verson no, okay. and... Verson uh, has. Tales from yes. the Loop. Tales from the Loop. Loop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's quite quite simple. And, and, yeah. and that is one of the um, one of the goals uh, with this game and one of the, the things that this game will uh, tries to emulate is, is uh, not emulate, but it, it, it's simple. It's supposed to, you pick it up and you play and you play mm. for what is the tagline? Mirth and Mayhem. Mm -hmm. uh, this is supposed to be a pick em up uh, game where you yeah. don't spend too much time thinking or obsessing about the rules. You mm -hmm. just play for fun. Uh, that's the thing. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else? Okay, so who is the... Thomas is the Archmaster. So you have spells. Uh, and have do you have uh, the quick start in front of you so that you can uh, I do. read about the spells? And I have. Okay. <laughs> uh, good. Uh, spells are quite simple as well. You roll against your magic school uh, skill. Uh, you spend uh, two willpowers per uh, spell level, unless it's one of the basic uh, cantrips. Then you spend one uh, willpower. And you spend it even if you fail your role for using magic. Uh, so it can be quite risky, but still, it's just burn them, burn the willpower points. <laughs> so, uh, it makes for a much more fun game. Okay, so that's uh, is there anything that you yourselves have? wondered about i'm no expert on these rules these rules but i've read them through now and i think i've got a good handle on them because they are very simple but is there anything that you are wondering about how does this work and what should i think how should i think about this the only thing i'll say is i'm assuming that when i strike somebody with my long spear 
Yes. Um, I add the damage bonus to the damage that's listed for the. Yes. For the weapon. So. Yes. Uh, <clears> and <throat> you have the damage bonus for strength, and you have the damage bonus for agility, for agility. Uh, agility, yeah. and they are listed at the top, uh, below the 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 stats, uh, and the damage for the weapons are listed. Uh, at the bottom of the yeah. first page of the character sheets. Uh, cool. So damage plus uh, damage bonus. And if you roll uh, one, a dragon, uh, then you can either double the damage or you can ignore armor or you can do one, one, one more thing. And if you roll a demon, um, bad things happen. Mm -hmm. Cool. And uh, can someone assist uh, uh, for a roll or... Uh... Ah yes, uh, if 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 someone assists, if you make a good good case for assisting another character, uh, then you get a, a boon, uh, which is advantage basically. So you yeah. then you roll two d twenty, and uh, it 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 can be a situation where you have a difficult situation where uh, where you do something and another character aids. So you get a boon, but you are doing it in, uh, for example, noxious fumes are emanating from the from the walls. Then you get a bane, and then the boon and the bane will cancel each other out. Uh, so if you have two boons and one bane, you end up with one boon at the end. And even if you have two boons from different circumstances, you only get to apply one. So you can't you can't say well one boon two two we have four boons here no you can only only have one but you can aid each other. Uh, you don't have to be cool. proficient uh, in any um, what's the equivalent of D and D the proficiency in in any skill it's a situational uh, aid or assisted it's a role playing uh, aspect. Yeah, it's, yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, so and and basically I think that that uh, the skill set is is. Uh, uh, minimal, <laughs> to say the least. It's uh, I don't know. It's a nine plus sixteen, uh, sixteen in total, and um, lots of those are uh, combat skills. Uh, that, that's also uh, playing with the, the, the in, in in with the league, thinking that that, mm. that, that they want not that many skills. Uh, so also look at the skills and and uh, how, and think of creative ways of applying them uh, will be a good idea. Um, okay. Cool. Okay. Uh, let's start by reading the intro text that I've written for this adventure. We are playing the Ridder Mound, which is the starter adventure for the uh, Quick Start rules. It's also the, as far as I'm aware the first adventure that was written for this edition uh and it's written by andreas marklund who also has written things for uh, mutant and cult and oh, other okay. uh, such stuff he, he's an accomplished writer in his own right uh, of other things than uh, the role playing games and he's the architect of the uh uh, campaign that ties all the adventures from uh, that are stretch goals uh, in the Kickstarter together. Uh, and he's written this as an introduction, and it's called the Ridder Mound. Cool. Ancient records 
tale of a draconic empire that once spanned much of the known world, where the emperor's peace was upheld by cruel dragon-mounted knights. But the texts also contain traces of another great power from a different age, governed by demon princes who shrouded the world in madness and murderous rage. And they fought a mighty battle, and the world was lost in shadows and ruin. Remnants of these legendary realms still rest in the earth beneath your very feet. In the depths of the great forests and the chasms of the mountains slumber memories from ancient eras when those vicious beasts reigned. And in the ruins of their folly many great treasures are hidden, all but forgotten, waiting for someone to find them and bring them forth for glory and ruin to all kin. You, you are adventurers and you seek the lost treasures of old. Why do you do that? Because of greed, perhaps. Maybe a burning ambition to carve your name in the books of legends. Only you know, and frankly, only you care. Now, your feet have taken you, de taken you deep into the misty veil, where you have heard rumors of an ancient and valuable golden crown buried inside the Ridder Mound, the resting place of a long-forgotten warrior fallen in the service of his masters. You stand beneath a hill in the glade, looking up at a circle of standing stones. The place is strangely quiet, but you notice a faint and ominous odour, a putrid stench of rotten vegetables that wafts towards you from the top of the burial mound. So, brave adventurers, what is your pleasure today? And I think that we should start by telling the audience what kind of adventurers are standing beneath the hill. Makander of Half Bay, who are you? Ah, I am the youngest son of a noble family of mallards. Uh, and I seek to protect the weak and punish the wicked. And um, I'm convinced that this golden crown will fund those circumstances. I have no desire for it myself, of course, but uh, protecting the weak is um, a costly business. I'm, I'm quite out of coin. And, uh, you know, blades need to be sharpened. Uh, torches need to be bought, all that sort of thing. So that's me. That's uh, Makander of Half Bay, uh, Mallard. Your friends also know that you are quick to anger and you uh, can be quite testy if uh, anyone doubts your abilities. Archmaster Eodan, who are you? Uh, so I am a tall, thin, elderly man of human extraction. Uh, um, and I am a powerful wizard, and you know that because I tell you all the time how powerful a wizard I actually am, and repeat it uh, frequently. Uh, you've seen me uh, wield mighty magics by appearing out of smoke uh, at opportune moments. So far, that's the only evidence of my sorcerer's powers you've seen. 
Uh, and I am here because, of course, uh, the promise of Elder Magics uh, draws me to this place. Uh, and I am interested in discovering whether there are any remnants of either the Draconic or Demonic Empires. I'm an all-opportunities employer of spells, uh, so I don't mind what their basis. Uh, and uh, I am crotchety. Uh, however, I am not as angry as the duck. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, indeed. Angry as I am. Exactly. No, you're not as angry as the duck, uh, although, unbeknownst to you, your fellow travellers have heard some rumours that sometimes destructive magic can uh, erupt in your vicinities. <laughs> Maybe uncontrollable. Maybe just bad luck. You don't know. They don't know. Orla Moonsilver. Who are you? I am Orla Moonsilver. I'm an elf, uh, elven huntress from the tropical forest uh, of the south. Um, um, she's very smooth and very. she's walking with this elven pride in it, in her. Um, she has uh, clear eyes that look very suspiciously uh, with scrutiny on for everyone. Uh, she's uh, wearing um, uh, an earring um, crafted from a fang of a troll that um, attacked uh, my village and slew my uh, my sister. So I keep it as a memento that I need to uh, uh, any minion of darkness will die by my arrows. So. I keep it as a memento to only remind me of my goals. And uh, your companions might be a bit suspicious of an elf. Uh, difficult to read, difficult to know what they are about. And since you have a very clear goal of slaying trolls and other minions of darkness, they can be a bit nervous around you. Chrisana the Bold. Uh, I am Chrisana the Bold, and as the Archmaster likes to say, I am an asset, and I am an asset retrieval specialist. Um, mm -hmm. I am such a specialist that I was, I grew up in a small city in the West, but I'm such a specialist that I had to leave there rather quickly with quite a few people chasing me. Um, but still, that, that's that's neither here nor there. The, you know, Archmaster says we're going off and we're going to find some treasure. So I'm looking forward to that. It's uh, It can be a boon to have a, let us say, a person of uh, skill with a sleight of hand. It can also be a bane if they can't keep their fingers to themselves. But so far... I don't think that your companions have uh, noticed anything on towards, uh, but I think they are often uh, <clears throat> wary of where your fingers go. But then it's an asset, like you say. I have a rule. Never require assets from people who might save your life. That is a good rule. That is a good rule, especially for a halfling. 
which depend on the Bigfoot and the people who uh, might shield her from uh, other monsters. Mon speaking of monsters, Baston Bloodjaw, you're not the uh, common kin seen in the Misty Vale. I'm no monster. I am Baston Bloodjaw. I am a, a young wolfkin warrior come from the northern wastelands in search of work, joy, and the finer... Thanks, Andy. And the finer things in life. <clears throat> I'm tired of my people's tribal feuds, and I dream of something bigger and better. But since then, I've worked many jobs. Mercenary, gladiator, guardsman, caravan escort, until I grouped up with this bunch of people. I'm scarred. I have bulging muscles. And I look menacingly at anyone who is my foe. Confident and arrogant, I also wear the finest wolfkin clothing, fragrant, uh, fragranced with beautiful perfumes, uh, as naturally scent is an important uh, sense for me. And I have to smell good and right before I go into battle. I desire to defeat the most powerful enemies and fleeing from a combat is a crime I shall never commit. And that last part is something that often makes your friends a bit nervous. <laughs> will they uh, be able to break off a battle they can't win, or will you stand there foolishly fighting against windmills? Well, we will see and we will find out. So these are our adventurers, a wolfkin uh, and halfling, an elf, a human, and a mallard. A motley bunch standing beneath a hill from where they can smell the stench of rotten vegetables and something else. I think what will you do? Northern, I think back in the northern wastelands, we used to eat ducks. Nice and crispy well, with some... <laughs> pancakes and finely diced vegetables and, and, and cucumber. What I was going to say is what you call a rotten vegetable is, is what we mallards call ripe. Uh, <laughs> so this is a, this is a heavenly scent to me. <clears throat> and I am almost determined to go up to the top of the hill and uh, find out what it is. Hey, look, you... look, McClander, you have a nose this long. I have a nose this long just think how much i can smell this i'm taking out some of my perfume and sh 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 trying to get a bit over there yes <sighs> this is just grim grim uh as as a, a person who owns a dog uh, i have been uh, been subjected to the uh idea of uh, scented poop bags <laughs> and that's something that is horrible and that's what you, what you are smelling at the moment when you spray your perfume around you other your friends go <laughs> I'm, I'm also familiar with scented poo bags oh, I, yes. think, I think i think I, I think this is the distilled smell of the of the 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 alpha wolfkin that's the smell they're getting but i haven't got to cock my leg to produce <laughs> It seems there is some rotten skunk behind the <laughs> the, the rotten vegetables. Ugh. 
Never trust uh, an elf. Um, a quick question: uh, <laughs> Is my map shared? Do you can your you map see it? is ready to add to the stream? Yes. So this is what you are looking up at. A circle of standing stones from where you are standing now you don't see the the rock in the middle the, the formation in the middle so if you would like to uh walk up the hill then this will be much clearer to you that's what we've come for as you make your way up the hill the stench uh, grows ever stronger and as you step into the circle you can see that the square slab of rock in the middle is some sort of uh, trap door, what you call it, uh, but it's been opened, and that's where the smell is coming from. Mm. As I step, um, uh, I don't step into the circle. The others may rush ahead, but I pay my respects to each of these stones with a small bow, for they must be great warriors and noblemen of the past before I enter within. They're just stones, Makanda. Mm. What are you doing? I'm obviously going forward uh, with my spear across me in front just to... I am the brave warrior and need to protect everybody here, so... Uh... Uh, is there any inscription on the on the stones? Uh, yes, you can see faint uh, inscriptions. Uh, might be uh, motives that that have been uh, made uh, illegible by by the years, but there's some some time long long ago. There used to be pictures on these stones, but they, you can't you can't see what they are now. But what you can see, uh, Orla, is tracks in the grass, clear footprints leading towards the hole in the ground and leading away from the from the stones. There seems to have been sort of like a chaotic dance or a chaotic uh, route here. Yeah. Can I under identify which track are are they humanoids, uh, orcs, or as those mm -hmm. mean uh, trolls? If you uh, make a successful survival roll, so you take your d20 and you roll against survival, which is twelve. Twelve. If you roll the same as your skill, okay. does that count as a success? Yes, same yeah. or <clears throat> below. Yeah, uh, uh, it's a ten. As a ten, you you expertly deduce that this yeah. is wolf tracks, and you even find wolf droppings, and then you see goblin tracks. Oh. Here have there have been uh, wolf riders here, and yeah. it seems as if they've gone down into the mound, yeah. and it seems as if they've come up. In a great hurry. <laughs> oh, so they moving out of the of the trapdoor. Yes, as far as okay. you can sit, you can tell the the most recent tracks are moving away in great yeah. hurry from the mound. Is there any blood or anything? 
Blood Trails coming out? No, not that you okay. see. Not that you smell, actually. You can't smell. But, mm. but as you get closer to the uh, hole in the ground, the slab, you can smell excrement and, and a strong sense of, of animal droppings in the uh, cave below. Mm. I'll relay that to the others. I'm surprised you can smell anything over the stench of your perfume. But, um... Someone someone shit themselves down there. <laughs> One thing that you noticed uh, is that as soon as you stepped into the circle, your uh, the sound of uh, the forest uh, around you sort of was more quiet. So it, it's mm. sort of like more silent inside the, the stone mm. circle than it is outside. Not not an uncommon effect for stone circles. The magician can tell you that. So what what is the actual scent that Baston generates when they use the perfume? Is it actually the smell of effectively wet dog? <laughs> I think it probably is, yeah. But it's 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 alpha dog. It's wet alpha dog. Get wet one. alpha dog. Excellent. Um, uh, <clears throat> hey, uh, Baston. Uh, can you give me a? I hold out a piece of cloth and go. Can you can you whiff that up with your perfume? I'll check to make sure I've got plenty in the bottle, and if there's enough in there, okay. Like, yeah, okay. I am going to make you want to smell like that, me. That's a good. No, I want to I smell like something you. other than excrement. So <laughs> I'll go with the. I will go with the, the wet dog. dog. Um, it's a hard choice. It's a balance, but I'm going with wet dog. Um, I'm going to so give I'll him a little ch- behind the ears as well. No, oh, no, he likes my. So no, you like my smell. Yeah, uh, no, no. it's all about it's all about making friends and influencing people. I'll, I'll, um, I'll lick him on the cheek in a in a friendly. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Get a room, uh, guys. Can I noting that the trap door has been levered open and the stones have some sort of magical effect? Is there anything particularly important about that? Like so. Like, is the door actually just leave it open? Does it look like they did something to get the door to open? I'm just checking in case we need to close the door in a hurry at some point in the future. It might yes. be a value to work out how it's opening and closing. What, what you can see from examining the slab is that it has been simply pushed aside enough to allow entrance for a goblin, for example, or maybe a halfling. Uh, but if someone larger wanted to go down into the uh, into the darkness, why ever they would want to do that, uh, then you would have to just push it more open. But that's so, the only thing that you need to do. You need to just push it. There's no magical ritual. There are no no Chris, elaborate. Go down, then. Yes. Space for Krizana. Off you go. Go and have a look. Um, the, before um, we, before right, we do this, the halfling on a rope. 
<laughs> into the black hole to see if anything bites. Maybe we should just push the stone open so we can all easily gain access to the uh, to the hole. I was going to say, while they're all discussing and putting perfume on, Kristana has laid down on her belly and sort of shuffled over and she stuck her head down the hole and she's laying there just looking down the hole to see if she can see or see anything. It's not worth smelling anything because it all smells of poo, but can can she see or hear anything down there? It's a dark shaft going down about two by two meters, which is, uh, what is it, uh, uh, five by five, no, it's seven by seven six. feet, six, six feet, six, feet six, by feet. six by six feet. Yeah. Uh, and it's, oh, yeah. it's a square shaft going down into the darkness. You can't see up to the bottom, but you can hear something down there. Some sort of uh, clanging noise. Just once, and then it stops. And you can smell the uh, the musty smell. This time, intermingled with something that smells like death. And is there a, a rope or a rope ladder going down? No. Um, I, have, I have a rope. So. I have a torch. Yeah. Uh, Christana gets up and says, well, I've got a rope because um, there's no ladder and it's really dark and there's something down the bottom. So uh, which one of you lot's going first then? So hold on, is well, the shaft straight down or is it like a tunnel going down? Because wolves were going down this hole. Like I don't know if anyone else no. noticed. <laughs> uh, the uh, the wolves uh, would probably not have gone down. The goblins, right? So they floated around the outside. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Probably uh, uh, knowing uh, uh, goblins, probably some uh, goblins stayed up with the wolves, and and the expedition went down, and then came up in a hurry. I don't fear so darkness if, or their minions. If we're all going down, we need to tie the end of this rope to something. If one of us is going down, then I suggest it is a fighter such as myself or Baston. I will not leave you go alone. I'm not going to let you go and fight the bad guy. I've got to, I've got to fight the most terrifying foe, not you. Mm. Well, I we bow could do it deeply together. to you, we Bastion. Can we can do it together. That's fine. Yeah, but one of us has got to go down first, is what I'm saying. Uh, and one of you will have to carry a torch. Or maybe two of you will have to carry a torch. Okay, I'm, I'm going to light my torch then. Okay. No, but I'm assuming, like... I'm assuming my spear is a two handed weapon. Uh, let's see. It says so. Uh, if it's oh yeah, so... yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. It's, it is. Yes. It's on the character sheet. Yeah, long spare. Yeah. Mohammed, um, you were saying. Uh, I'm also light lighting the torch and uh, holding my knife. Okay. Good. Somebody else needs to carry my torch for me. 
Krista is going to light her torch mm-hmm. and drop it down the hole. Okay. And I'll, okay, I'll give you my torch, Chrisana. Oh, oh I've, already, I've got one. It's all right. You just, still... it down, oh. you just thrown it down the hole. No, but what, what, I had one. What Bastard <laughs> is saying is you can hold the torch. That Bastard Having has thrown lit. yours down. Yeah. Having also thrown yeah. yours down. Because I need two hands to wield my spear, so I can't carry the torch as well. You uh, drop your torch into the shaft, and it falls straight down into a cave. But you know, you back, me... at, back at the northern wastelands, when you get this kind of smell, you get a gas that kind of goes boom if you put a yeah. <laughs> if you put a flame in it. Um, I'm stepping back from the edge of the hole. <laughs> Luckily <laughs> enough, uh, the the slab has been open for a while, venting out nitrous <laughs> and flammable fumes. Do, do, do you want me to roll to see if the torch goes out? No, uh, it, it, okay. stays, it stays burning, and you see that it lands quite softly uh, on the earthen floor below. Uh, you can see white spots of white something white on the floor here, here and there uh, and you can also see uh, footprints same footprints as uh, at the top of the mound so goblins have been down there it's silent but now at least you can see that there's a cave down there and how far down is it do we think not that far 15 feet there you go, boys. All nice and safe. Here's me rope. Can we get a... Uh, I sh- is the rope long enough to tie it to one of the stone pillars and then have it reach down? Uh, yes. Excellent. I will do that. Yep. So you lower the rope down and uh, you stand there looking at each other. Who will go first uh, into uh, the door? Aston has uh, claimed oh, 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 the first oh. rope. Uh, Orla immediately jumped. She doesn't ah, wait okay. for a while. She immediately jumped. Okay, Orla jumps down with the rope. Then you roll uh, for mobility to see if you uh, climb down safely. And since you have a rope, you roll with a, a boon. Uh, so you roll 2d20 and choose the best one, which is the lowest. The first so one all we need I to had... do now, guys, is push the slab back over the yep. top, and we succeeded in our mission, which was killing the elf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three. I got three. Okay, you nimbly uh, drop down uh, using the rope, and uh, what do you do? Your friends do? I'll follow behind. You follow Four. behind. Okay, make a roll. Mobility. Yes. Okay. Is that with the boon as well for the rope? Yes. Let's see if I'm using the correct words here. Boon and bane. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. I think. So yes. I got okay. Three and a four. So three yes. is my best. So result. you quickly land next to the elf. Uh, and do you? The rest of you follow suit. Well, before I we am... follow suit, I will yell out. Can you see any goblins? Or I don't know. Crawling things, dead things. No. Shush. We are sneaking. <laughs> but when you hear the Archmarch, Archmaster Aodan shouting down, you look up to to tell him, no, there are no 
goblins here, you see that the uh, ceiling is moving. Moving? Moving. As in, uh, is it coming down on us, or is it moving sideways, or...? Rippling. Okay. Things are crawling Mm. upon it. Exactly. Can I I, uh, bear my torch to see what's crawling in the woods? Yes, you you uh, you put your torch towards the, the the ceiling, and you see that it is full with bats, sleepy bats, but bats that seem to be waking up from the noise, and you realize that the smell and the white thing stuff mm. on the floor Go is on, bat droppings. Mm. And if let's see now, if the archmage can <laughs> succeed on a learning skill, right. <laughs> what are the chances? Ten. Yes, you do. Okay, um, you do know that these kind of bats can be quite ferocious. They are called vampire bats. <laughs> the and if happen. disturbed, they will swarm. Right, clank up to the Sorry. hole in my plate armour and um, roll my dice to go down the rope. Uh, <laughs> oh, I yell out at the top of my voice because I'm not you know, I, I know what makes the bats activate. I'm not necessarily the wisest person when it comes to not activating them, though. Uh, so the top of my voice, I yell down the shaft as Mikander is clanking side to side on the shaft on the way down. <laughs> Don't make any loud noises. It could make the bats become violent. It's just a suggestion. Can uh, can I try? Some, I know I, I don't know if this could happen or not. Can I use my animal kinship to? Uh, befriend one of the bats and just calm the other bats to become <laughs> my companion tell his mates to calm down <laughs> it, it, it's an interesting take and i will uh, i will uh, quickly read your description i will just quickly also show we'll just, you the just sing an show elfin you the, lullaby. the map when you there you go. Mm. That this is where you are. You are sort of in the middle of of this this room, and you see a double doors, as well. Uh, let's see. So what uh, Orla is trying to do is to use her uh, animal kinship, animal kinship uh, talent, uh, and that is um, you can roll a survival. Uh, no, you can also use the ability to turn an animal, not a monster, and unfortunately. These are okay. monsters. monsters. Okay. But it was a good idea still. Uh, <laughs> and as uh, Archmaster Aidan uh, so so astutely observed, shouting down uh, that people should be quiet at the same time as a mallard uh, in a full plate armor rattles down the, uh, the rope, finally wakes up the bats, stirring them into action. First, I want to have uh, Matthew roll for not falling down the rope. I, I have rolled, and I have rolled just the one dice because my plate armor gives me a bane to mobility rolls, and I believe okay. a bane cancels out a boon. Yeah, Luckily, you... my 
one oh. dice is 10, I'm which is my mobility. So just about make it. And just you land on the floor as the Crank. bats start swarming. Okay, let's see now. We have... Uh, do we have everyone except Archmaster Aodan in, in the cave? I, 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 I haven't gone down yet. No, you haven't. Okay. So I, I was I was waiting for the fighters to get down there first. Well, that sounds <clears> always a good idea. Quietly. <laughs> it was fine uh, until Aiden started screaming. And normally we would. I liked draw... you a minute ago. You smelled good, but I don't like you so much anymore. Normally we would now draw for initiative, but since this is an online game, I haven't sort of uh, figured out how to to do that. So I will simply have you roll d uh, twenty, and then we will go from uh, top to bottom. I got a two. I got a uh, six. Two. A five. Okay. I have also got a five. Uh, I've got 20. 20. Okay. Mm. Very good. Very good. So let's start with the 20 then. Uh, okay. Did did um, did Mahanda make it all the way down to the bottom? Yes, oh, yeah, he did. He stands firmly on the ground, brandishing his Sword bats. drawn, I think. Sword. I think sword for bats. Okay. Yes. Okay. In that case, um, being a little bit stupid, he's going to try and climb down the rope. Okay. Yes. So uh, 2d20, and I rolled a 12 and a 1. So I'll take the 1 if you don't mind. Absolutely. And that is a dragon, which would mean that if this would be a uh, in a campaign, you would get to mark experience. And, and uh, uh, the only thing that happens now is that you uh, use one hand and just slide down uh, <laughs> elegantly, uh, landing. Uh, Your pole dancing as you come down. Yeah, yes, it's, it's <laughs> extremely impressive. Mm -hmm. uh, so impressive that your friends just stops for a while and just oh, that was so cool. But unfortunately, this is why we hired the faith. The bats don't care, <laughs> and uh, it is their turn after the uh, go, uh, after the halfling. I will, uh, since you did roll a demon, no uh, dragon, I will allow you to. Uh, do one more thing in the cave because it's a cool thing that you did. <laughs> Roll a dragon. So, is there anything else you would want to do? You're muted, Paul. Yeah, that helps. Uh, thank you. Um, I will. Um, can I see? Uh, can I see the doors with the two statues? I will <laughs> scramble over quickly to the two doors. Yes. Uh, you are all in a dome, except uh, uh, you are in a dome-shaped cham chamber with a floor of beaten earth. In the darkness, the opening to the surface looks like a faintly glowing square. In the north wall is a set of double oak 
doors with iron fittings. A silvery symbol stretches across both doors, which are flanked by statues of knights in antiquity, in antique armor. Antiquated armor. So that's what you see. And you uh, also notice that the doors are slightly ajar. Something, uh, someone seems to have opened them before you arrived. Okay, so the bats. And uh, now uh, we get to uh, a new thing uh, with uh, the rocket Octomorner or Dragon Bane. And uh, th this used to be a straight basic role-playing game, which means that uh, monsters and uh, NPCs and the PCs all follow the same rules. Uh, the Free League have a sort of a different uh, take on that. And if you are familiar with uh, the Year Zero engine, uh, you will know that they have something called monster attacks. Mm -hmm. So yes. what Signature happens... Attacks. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, so what happens now is that uh, I have here a table with six entries for the vampire bats. Uh, not the giant spider. <clears throat> vampire <laughs> bats here uh, with three entries. Sorry for that. Uh, but I roll a d6 to see which one of these uh, are, are um, in effect. And as an added bonus, I don't roll to hit. So a monster attack always hits. This is balanced by you regaining hit points quite quickly. So if you take a 15-minute uh, rest, <clears throat> a stretch, uh, then you uh, regain um, ooh, 1d6. 1d6, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> and uh, also willpower and things like that. And if you uh, rest for a shift, which is uh, longer, then you recover everything. Uh, six hours is that. Uh, so uh, it's quite difficult, uh, not quite dangerous to just push and, and uh, you will take damage. And we'll see what happens here. Incidentally, this this scenario was play tested this Saturday at, uh, at a celebration of the 40th year of this game. And mm. it resulted in a TPK. <laughs> oh. oh, thanks for that. Tell us, tell us <laughs> now, man. <Magnus. laughs> yeah. 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 into this effect. Third live play. Mass attack. The bats split up and attack all characters within 10 meters. Each victim suffers D8 slashing damage. Oh. Mm. Does that include you roll our own damage, or are you going to roll that for us? I will roll that for you, and I will roll once for every one of you. Uh, wait, no, no, you get individual here. Uh, yes, sorry. So, sorry, if people haven't had their go, can they dodge? Uh, let's see here. Monster attacks cannot be... No, they can be dodged. Good, Paul, thank you. Uh, monster attacks, monster attacks, monster attacks. There we go. Uh, monster attack can be dodged but not parried. Yes, you are allowed to use up your action and dodge. So, does anyone want to do that? 
So uh, what, what skill is, does Dodge come under? Mobility. Mobility, yeah, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> is Aedan going in within... So I'm up the shaft. I'm You're still up the shaft, so you will uh, not be attacked. Oh. Right. Excellent. By the bats. I don't think dodging <laughs> is a thing that... Um, that uh, Makanda does very often. No, so I don't think, uh, and I think no. Bastin seeing Makanda not dodging, I can't dodge if he doesn't dodge. Okay. <laughs> so I, I'm guessing yeah. that Chrisana will want to try to dodge. I can't because I've had my go. No, uh, yes, you have. I'm sorry, yes, you have. All uh, Mohammed, are you dodging? Nope. Nope. Okay. Mm. So, brave. Makanda, mm. you take five slashing damage. But how does armor apply? Yeah, exactly. But armor applies. Ah, yes. So you have armor six. If I'm so I have armor six. Exactly. So they just slash at your knight, shining knight's armor. Okay. Baston. Oh, I see. So that just. That that's just damage reduction then. Yes, exactly. That's just damage reduction. So Bastion, you take three points of damage. Okay, so I take one with my armor. Thank yes. You. And Orla, no, and Krisana, you take seven points. Ooh. They seem to be really mad at you. Mm. I've only got one armor. Jealous so of the perfect landing. And Orla, you ooh, they give you eight points of damage. Ouch. Okay, I took seven. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that means that, uh, let's see now, just for uh, everyone watching and listening, that means that uh, Kisana is down to half, basically. And uh, let's see, Orla is also, no, well, sort of half. Mm. So that was quite a hit. We'll see if we get to the death rules soon. Um, <laughs> duck did not duck here. <laughs> Thanks, Christian. Uh, that means that we are going from uh, 17 initiative to what's the next in line? I thought I heard some fives here. I had six. Six. Okay, so uh, bust on. Um is there one of these that looks like the alpha of the... No, no, they no. all look like a like a cauldron. They're a swarm. They're yeah. a swarm. Okay, I'm going to use my I'm going to use my move to back towards the door. Yep. And then I'm going to swing my my spear through the swarm and try and cut some of them down. Yes. So that's spears, which is fourteen. Uh, Okay, I rolled a 20. <laughs> you rolled a 20. That's cool, because then we get to check the uh, the demon rules here. Uh, the first TPK. Break the weapon. Here we come. Here we come. This is where I drop it. It flies up the shaft and takes Arden through the head. Let's see now. Where do we have the rules for that? Uh, basically, what you do is you miss, uh, and uh, uh, it's called 
you cannot push this roll. And yes, we must not forget that you are yeah. able to push rolls as well. Um, damage. Let's go for damage. I know there's that's in here somewhere, but we can't find it at the moment. So we'll see that you uh, miss, and you can own you cannot attack next round. And that's uh, just a call from me. That's okay. not according to the rules, but I can't seem to find them now. Uh, next person in line. After I six, think, we have a uh, five. There were two fives. Two fives. I was a five. Okay, let's start after with you, you then. After you, okay. Mekanda. After yeah. you, Right. So I'm going to shout. Everyone get out of the room. I'm sure the wizard is going to cast a fireball down here. And I, too, am backing towards the door, as the wolfkin did, um, swinging my sword to try and take down as many bats as I can. While yes. I'm here. So you swing your sword and move towards the door. Go on, roll a yeah. demon, Matt. <laughs> what, just because you did? Yeah. No, I roll a safe four. Okay, <laughs> you hit and you deal damage. And that's 1d10 plus 1d4. Uh, eight in total. Okay. And then we have Aodon. And okay. now we, we, I will note a rule from the initiative uh, regarding initiative is that if you so choose and the other player accepts, you can swap initiatives. Okay. If that, person, that, that player character has not yet performed his or her action. Talking to you, Mohammed. Exactly. So you two could switch so that uh, Orla gets to move first and maybe get out of the way. Uh, nice. This, this actually okay. seems wise to me. I think you should do that, Orla. Okay. Yep. So uh, or, you, you shout a bit and then Orla goes before uh, Eodan. Yeah, I'll, I'll move on. It's just an Ed has just shouted, incoming! <laughs> Fire in the hole! Before! <laughs> Literally! Uh, <laughs> uh, I just uh, also do a backflip and go to the to the to the doors near uh, Macander and uh, Bastion. Yeah. And uh, I switch to my um, my longbow and I will fire one. Yeah, absolutely. You fire into the swarm. Bloody arrogant uh, elves. It's the same yeah. as on the Rings of Power. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, Markmanship. Okay. It's a one. Ooh, okay. No. Then you do double damage. <laughs> uh, which okay. means that you roll your basic damage dice twice and then you add your strength bonus once. No, your agility bonus. Once. Okay, so 2d6 first for the da damage of the longbow. Uh, first one is three. 
four, so it's a total of seven, and the damage eight. <laughs> so total of eight. Yeah. And uh, the the bats are dropping like not like flies, but like bats basically. But <laughs> like you bats. have <laughs> you have decimated the the swarm quite significantly. Uh, although it's it seems that all certainly half of the bats are still there, flying around, chittering and slashing at you, quite. Um, quite confused and quite angry and not really focused but they they are lashing out at anyone within range Eodan, what is your okay um Action. so Eodan, you know reflects on many life choices that he's made that's gotten him to this point contemplates pulling the slab over the top and moving away from the entire debacle <laughs> uh decides no no the halfling's down there, and I feel some ownership of the halfling. Um, <laughs> ownership. Ownership, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did note a, a comment about, um, uh, what's it, uh, Joe Abercrombie's uh, books, uh, and I thought, you know, I know a wizard that I could base my character on. Oh, um, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that loving, kind, generous wizard. That oh, that lovely, lovely man. Yeah, that lovely man. Um, however... Uh, so I have two very simple questions. Um, yep. One, in metres, how far is the shaft to the ground? From uh, where five. I'm right, perfect. Um, two, can I see the swarm from the top of the shaft, noting there were torches glittering in the floor? You can see a chaotic uh, mess of shadows and flittering bats. And right. Yes, you can see movement. and, and... So... Unlike D and D, the fireball appears to be a single target um, attack. Um, however, gust of wind is not. Okay. Uh, and if ever there was an opportunity to throw a gust of wind at a bunch of monsters and see if they splatter on the floor, this is that. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, I will uh, cast gust of wind from the top of the shaft straight down, uh, blasting the swarm away as I um, do not attempt to go down the rope at the same time. Tempted though I was to do both at the same time. I was okay. So you should now roll a d20 below your magic school. Exactly. All right. And, and I roll a 13, which is one below my skill level. Okay. It goes off. Um, your, your friends here the mystic mutterings of Aedan, <laughs> the archmage, and you are not sure whether or not your world will suddenly explode or if something else will happen. And what happens is that the mage summons a mighty gust of wind that pushes you towards the door and even through the door because it was open, so... You get pushed and you open the door more and fall into um, uh, the corridor behind the door. Mm. And you see the uh, the bats. And you should now draw... Uh... Now, I should have declared my power level before yes. I passed, didn't I? 
and uh, that's okay. So what power level would you want to? Uh, I'm going to go for two power levels, so that'll cost me four willpower. Yep. Um, and that means I will do a D, uh, same amount of bludgeoning damage. So uh, two, two. It's a D3. D3 away from you per power level. I yeah, I, I, exactly. But uh, small objects are hurled two to six meters away from you, and yeah. I, I would rule that the bats, uh, as as individual bats, are small creatures. So that would mean two d six. Yeah. Okay. Uh, eight points. And it's per per power level. So another another. Yes. Uh, seven. Fifteen points of damage. Ooh, nice. So you, uh, I'm not really sure about the the, uh, the 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 writing of the spell is a bit ambiguous, but we'll go with this. And you summon this wind, and you push your friends through the door, double door that you can't see. Uh, yeah. You, you shower them with with, uh, with bats as well, but you also shower the walls with bats, and mm -hmm. a, the few surviving poor 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 bats flitter out of the shaft and away into the forest victory silent <laughs> but Aodan you cannot see your friends and the torch has gone out so Really, what you guys see is nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> so now, there's many the time I have lit my pipe uh, in the dark, and so the first thing that my my friends see is the spark of my flint and steel, and the <clears throat> and then the glowing orange coals of my pipe light up my yellow beak and I say victory <laughs> smoking is bad for you duck <laughs> a small light lights up and you, you Aidan here from the top your duck friend, your mallard friend croak something about victory and uh you uh, did you light a pipe? <laughs> I did light my pipe. Yeah, yeah. So it's you my can only possession that and a flint so, and steel. Yeah. Okay. So if it's your is is it your special uh, memento thing? Uh let me just check. With, I don't think it's a special memento. I think it's just a pipe. Okay. Um, the, I, I, like, I only I bring the essential equipment when adventuring. Okay. Uh, so will you torch then? The, the, oh, it is, it is my memento. It's a yeah, gift to my father. Eodan, uh, will you go down into the, mm. the mound? I will. I you will. I will. I will now that yep. it's clearly safe and they've activated the trap. Um, move <laughs> down the road. Um, I will. I'm rolling two d20. Yes, against yes. my ability. And choose the best. Uh, five or a six. I'll take the five because you take the five. It's a nicer okay. So um, you, you definitely. You deftly lower yourself to the, to the ground and you, you look into the, uh, the uh, <clears throat> cave and you see the, the circular room and then you see the open door where your friends are sort of getting themselves up to their feet. 
Macander has lit, lit a pipe and is standing there huffing the pipe and uh, Baston is lighting a torch that has gone out. So is there a torch wow. on the ground at my feet? Yes. Because there was one dropped, yeah. yeah. So I'll, I mean, I don't know how much we're playing the action economy at this point, but I'll pick nah. up the torch and, and flick my fingers at it and it'll ignite. Oh, okay. Some uh, magic there. Did it ignite? Yeah, well, I'm about to roll to find out. Of course, this <laughs> yeah. is where I roll the 20. 18! Yes, no, it's a fail! It's a fail. <laughs> it's a fail. And you subtract uh, one willpower still. I do, no. yeah. It happened to the best of us. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, Adam, why are you clicking your fingers at that torch? Right. What, are you, what are you doing? I'm getting timing. Timing. <laughs> timing. So we're... Um, uh, so, so as you said, Thomas, we're we're not uh, bothering with it. We are going out of initiative order. Uh, right. So, what you see now that you're standing here is the first, the empty chamber, the the first one, the the big circular room, the dome shaped chamber, and in but, but, uh, the the doors were flanked by two statues of uh, knights in antiquated armor. And you also saw a silver symbol stretched across both doors. And that is now sort of broken now that the doors have gone in, opened up. <clears throat> uh, so that's what you see there. And you can also see uh, footprints and drag prints on the floor, mm. probably yeah. from the goblins. May I just ask one quick question? So Absolutely. the two statues, um, yep. am I able to ascertain whether this was a burial ground of of the Draconic Empire or the Demonic Empire? You would... the armour and yes. stuff of the people? You would guess that this is uh, a dragon knight that is buried right. here. Judging from the uh, symbol on the door, uh, that which you, when you... Uh, see that it's some sort of uh, dragon uh, shape. And if you make a successful learning roll, I can tell yep. you a little bit more. A 13. So, yes, okay. success. Uh, it's a stylized crown. Uh, and this crown is indeed from the ancient time when the Misty Vale was ruled by a mighty dragon worshipping kingdom. So they worshipped the dragons instead right. of gods. Well, I mean, what have gods ever done for us? Exactly. And the rest of you guys uh, and girls, you uh, see a dark, damp uh, tunnel through packed yeah. earth. That branches off in different directions, and that—that th that is these tunnels here. The air is chilly and filled with musty smells. Not the the smell of bat droppings. Guano. Isn't that no. strong guano is not that strong here, but you see slithering roots, worms, and centipedes are hanging from the ceiling, and also make the ground a bit slippery. Something for the mallard to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and you also see a small room, that's a small circular room to the north of you, 
with a floor of beaten earth, the flickering light of a torch streams through a black iron portcullis in the far wall, and two mummified guards with rusted chainmail and long spears flank the barred gate. And here we have the classic mistake of the game master not remembering that there was a light source on the other <laughs> side of the portcullis. I included that, uh, of course, to just to give this sort of authentic feel, old school feel. So, uh, someone, uh, when you lit your pipe, uh, Makander, something else lit a torch in the other room. <laughs> Let's say that. That's more frightening. <laughs> so, uh, what do you want to do? What do you? Well, want I to guess uh, me. I guess me and Krisana, uh, We need something to. We, we need healing. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> I'm a bit necked. Yeah. Anybody can heal. Um, I can I can lick your wounds to clean them, but that's about all. <laughs> that Are you coming up at me? You have? Uh, no, it's, it's it's just my healing it's of just... five. Yeah. <laughs> It's just what we do in the Wolfkin world. That's why we all. Die I, I like to be. Uh, I, I like to be dying first before somebody's licking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Father did uh, hire a tutor to turn me into a doctor, but I much preferred the adventuring life, and so I'm afraid that I, my skills are rather minimal in that respect as well. Also, healing uh, requires rest, and if you want to heal okay. now, you will uh, have to take a rest of uh, a stretch, which is about 15 minutes. And um, I'm not saying that you're not allowed to do that, uh, but you will well, have to decide I'm... if you want to do it here or above ground. I, I must admit, I would rather, uh, if, uh, if any 15-minute stretch of heat rest was taken, did we investigate the light that appeared ominously through that door yes. just as I lit my pipe? Okay. Oops. Uh, while uh, Orla and Krisana uh, is standing there looking over their wounds and uh, figuring out how can we get them to actually do something about this, uh, Makander and Baston looks through the portcullises. They position themselves right in the middle of the two mummified guardians. We'll keep an eye on them. Oh, when you say it like that! Yeah. <laughs> and nothing happens. <laughs> what you can see on the other side of the portcullis is a small room. Let's see now. Let's go there. A smaller room. It's a room and it, with a table and a big chair uh, set by the table. And in the chair sits another figure. A small room with an oak table in the middle and burning torches on the walls, who mysteriously lit up as soon as you <laughs> lit your pipe. Magic. A mummified woman in gilded cane mail is sitting at the far end of the table. An iron-fitted oak door behind the mummy bears an ancient symbol in glittering silver. And that Aodan is the same symbol as on the double doors. Do So two things. Um, do I recognize the symbols 
specifically? Like, is it does it have a particular meaning? Can I read it? No. It's just a symbol. Okay. It's just a cool. symbol. It's just something that is. You have read descriptions about this kind of uh, symbol, and it, it, it's uh, basically sort of like uh, a symbol to show allegiance to one side, uh, which is the dragon side. Yep. Uh, basically. And then the other question is: How badly wounded are you, Christina, in comparison to your normal hit points? Because I'm like a um, sausage bag of hit points that I've got, so I don't know what that number looks like for you. Well, I've only got 13 in total, and I've taken six damage. So I'm not well at all. I'm about half. And uh, to put that into perspective, uh, when you reach zero hit points, you fall down, uh, and you are allowed three uh you you are allowed death rolls and if you fail three death rolls you die so you do not die uh immediately when you reach zero and you do not uh in these quick start rules at least you do not suffer a critical wound like in uh forbidden lands, forbidden lands. For yeah. also when you are down at zero hit points you can rally or someone else can rally you so you can stand up and continue fighting at zero hit points that's dangerous though uh, since every hit you take when you are at zero hit points uh, is a failed death save uh, okay. yeah does uh, getting the dragon uh, count as two saves if you uh, if you uh, rolling a death roll if you that get a is, one that is correct Okay. And the demon is to failed rolls. Okay. Uh, I, uh, let me just check one thing before I... Uh, death. Uh, you uh, roll against your constitution score. So, for example, Chrisana, you would roll... You would want to roll below... 13 so or tight. below. Yes. Yeah. And you would want to roll three successful rolls then you would recover d6 hit points and then you can start to act as normal again so you don't fall dead at zero uh, but you have a, a risk of dying so so just just uh just uh, as a as a game master i would say that you you do not have to be uh very um worried about dying now uh an attack that would uh put you down to zero would maybe put you down to zero even if you rested now excellent thank you i will not use my healing skill on either of these companions no. then because obviously no 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 no, no. i was because I was the healing skill because the healing skill is only used while resting correct but aren't they resting yeah. Aunt Christina no. and no, yes. no. you, if you want to it is if you want no, to no 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 it's below me. i'm not going to help them if i don't need to i was just checking <laughs> in to see how desperate yeah. it was um don't yeah. open oh, the gate one, until these these two what, have rested a bit i i uh one more thing i need to mention about the mummified uh corpse sitting at the table is that the corpse's hand is resting on a beautiful sword. 
with a ruby set in the hilt. A ruby that flickers as if it contains a flame. Mm. So I turn my back to the rest of the ground and I say, well, none of us are going to want that magic sword, are we? I don't um, um, Swords are heathen weapon. Spears, that's what that's what cultured people fight with. Or battle axes. Spears. So um what is the plan? I, I suggest that a an armed mummy knight is um not uh something we want to do. I'm I'm turning now towards these two um uh corridors <clears throat> to the left and right of where we are. Shall we see if we can find a safe place to rest along one of those? Whilst he's doing that, I'm gonna take the, the bars of this portcullis and see if I can lift it. Yes. <laughs> you, that... you you quickly you quickly realize that the portcullis is rusted shut and it is not possible for you to open them. There is a lock. Superb strength of 18. There is a lock, but it is uh, rusted through. Let's see. You're uh, 18 in strength? Yeah. Okay, let's see what we can find here. Torches north. Guardhouse. You think Ooh. <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna make a call. I've uh, I'm actually going to go back in uh, to my DMing experience where once I denied the climb roll uh, because the walls were unclimbable, and that that's been a source of uh, lots of. Uh, Amusement among my players. So <laughs> I will say that I will allow you to try to okay. break them open, but you will have to do so with a bane. Yep. And uh, you will uh, only, not only, but you will inflict damage on them. You won't just break them open, but you will sort of start breaking them open and you will have to succeed a couple of those okay. uh, uh, rolls. Okay, I'll give it a, the first first good yank to try and move it up. Ravenland Tales is brought to you by EffectPodcast.org Typeface is Duval Outline by Paul Lloyd The music is The Forbidden Lands by Alvey used with kind permission of Free League Publishing.